I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Hello and welcome to Don't Be a Knob. My name is Ian. My name is Sue. As you can probably tell from the start, today's going to be a bit different. Today we've decided instead of us talking about knobs and people who are knobs, we are going to be the knobs. Today mm-hmm. we are the knobs in focus and we decided this is our podcast so we were going to just do what we felt like this week. We're going to talk about Lord of the Rings and how much we both love Lord of the Rings. And I thought it would be a good way to start by quoting from Lord of the Rings. I don't know if it sounded good or if it sounded shit. It sounded good. I was not expecting it. Um, I know, well, I didn't tell you because I thought if I told you that would make it less impactful on you. Well, what I normally do uh, before I start speaking is I take a drink of juice. And oh, you no. started doing that while I was drinking and I was really... <laughs> <laughs> Try not to spit it out. I, heard, I actually it. heard a slight choking sound. I thought, oh no, I've killed Sue. <laughs> no, it was good. I promise next time, like, I will warn you if I'm going to do something different. Please do, just in case I'm choking <laughs> on my diluting juice. Yeah. That, I mean, that would make an interesting podcast. Yeah. Where I kill you because of my Gandalf impression. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Terrible. So, we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings. Um, what, why are we doing this today, Sue? So, well, I think you starting off doing your impression kind of um, sums up that we are the knobs this week. Mm. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Because we love it. We love yeah, it. we do. And I don't think enough people... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm acting like Lord of the Rings is this niche film that no one's ever heard of and no one's ever seen. Hmm. But I always think when people are talking about film series that they love, people talk about Star Wars, they talk about Harry Potter, and oh, various other things. I just don't think Lord of the Rings gets the same level of love, and I don't understand why. It doesn't get the recognition it deserves. No. I mean, it is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. The three films together are um, incredible I films it, to watch. Did it not win, like, 11 Oscars or something? Return of the King won 11 Oscars. Yeah. Um, which was just, which was great. Yeah. But it's not even, it's not even my favourite one of the films. Um, my favourite the, th- the second one yeah see the second one's my favourite too yeah because it's a bit dark and a bit you know you get more in it, you get well you get Gollum in the second film yeah and yeah I love it when Gandalf comes back and the, all the stuff at Helm's Deep it's just it's fantastic but yeah. I find as well a lot of people like people that I'm friendly with mm-hmm. don't have, have either not seen it or don't care about it not a lot of people that I know are as into it um, or even into it a wee bit, apart from my mm. family, really. I've got a couple of friends um, that, that like it, um, but not to the same extent as what I do. Um, I've had to f- force my boyfriend to watch it, like literally force him. Well, this so, is what inspired, I think that's what inspired this week's podcast, because you and I were doing a, a Zoom thing in the middle of the week, <laughs> and your partner, Joe, was sitting beside you, and you... We were having a very convivial, friendly chat, and then you turned really unpleasant because you were you were annoyed that Joe didn't know the names of any more than five characters out of the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and you were really quite angry about it. He just watched it. I know. <laughs> I think like a couple of days before that, we were going to walk, and 
like I brought it up in conversation again. I said, "Oh, so who's your your favourite?" And he said, "Like, well, who's the the elf guy?" And I said, "Legolas." And he's like, "Yeah, I like him." And then when I asked him to name characters, he didn't even name Legolas. Well, he called the elf the elf guy. The elf guy with the blonde hair. Well, he did that when when we were talking during the week. He kind of he was talking about like the Scottish Hobbit, and <laughs> uh, there was the the dwarf guy with the beard. Yeah, Barrymore. <laughs> Barry Mir, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> we literally watched them. Like, so we'd, he'd seen the first one already, plus the first one's not on Netflix anymore for some bizarre reasons, but the second and third one are. Um, so I'd put on the two towers, we watched it from start to finish, like, and there was no interruptions or anything. And then the next day, we'd done the same with The Return of the King. So it, it should have been fresh in his mind. Yeah, like, hmm. and it, that's the thing. He wasn't really it's not time. even, yeah, but it's not even like a short. I mean, that's. That's about six hours you've spent watching Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You just watched the second and third film. Yeah. So it's not like a sort of forty-five minute episode of a TV show. Yeah. That's six hours. Yeah. And all you could remember was Barry Mir. <laughs> so I think that inspired us doing this. Yeah. We, you know, we were going to talk about politics again, and then we thought, well, do you know what? Things are so grim. Why don't we talk about something we actually like? So let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, so what is it you like about Lord of the Rings so much? Um, I think it would be too vague to say everything. Um, yeah, don't... please don't say that, because this will be a very short podcast. We just go, <laughs> everything. everything. Who's your favourite character? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> um, what, uh, what makes me love it so much? Um, I just, One thing that I like about it, um, I know it's like the one story, but I know we'll go on to talk about the, the book and stuff and maybe the differences um, about it. But in the film, I like that there's kind of different wee stories going on at the same time. So mm. you've got like Frodo and Sam making their journey, obviously after the, the first film. And then you've got like Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli and their wee bit. And then you get Merry and Pippin. I like that it and then it all kind of links up and they all end up together again. I like that about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is nice that you get all these different stories because the first film yeah. is very much really just the one story yeah. of like the hobbits then coming together with the fellowship yeah but then the second film and the third film they do branch off and all the different stories are you know they are very different and they're all in different parts of the world but then by the end they all come together again and it is just but epic. like each story has an impact on the other story so yeah then like um the two towers um, Merry and Pippin um, going to Isengard with um, Treebeard, like that's having a direct impact impact on the battle that's happening at Helm's Deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I just yeah. love it all. Well, I'm going to be. I mean, we'll we'll talk probably more about the books, but you've never read the books. No, I've not. However, I do have um, them sitting in front of me, and I'm going to start reading them. Yes. Um, but no, I've not, I've read bits and bobs of them. I know like certain bits um, that maybe differ in between the books and the, the films, but um, I've never actually read well, them I, from start to finish. I'll be interested to see what you think of the structure because uh-huh. the books, you know, you you were talking about you like the fact that there are all these different stories mm-hmm. and they interweave with each other very nicely. But I was saying this to you before we recorded in the books, it doesn't go between each character. You literally get half a book of one group of characters then you get half a book of another group of characters. So when you're reading The Two Towers, you don't get to Frodo and Sam until you're halfway through the book. Right. You almost forget about them. Mm-hmm. And yet the two things are supposed to be happening concurrently. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to your feedback on the books as you go through them. Because I think I'm going to reread them as well. Because I was saying this to you, 
I haven't read Lord of the Rings since the films came out because it almost felt like there was no point yeah. because the films were so good. Yep. But I, I, the reason I like the one of the reasons I like the films so much, apart from the fact that they are amazing and the cast is amazing and the music's amazing and the, just the filmography, everything about it is, is amazing. Yeah. It's just almost perfect. But the reason it's it's an important series of films for me is because the books were a large part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I was quite obsessed. I mean, The Hobbit was the second book I ever read when I was in primary school. Wow. I read Dracula first, <laughs> then The Hobbit. Because, I mean, I'm obsessed with vampires and I'm obsessed with, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, so, and I read Lord of the Rings multiple times when I was in secondary school and at university. So uh, these books are very special to me. Um and I'm I'm quite looking forward to going back because there are huge parts of the books that are not in the films. And I was telling you about some of them yep. the other day when we were talking about Lord of the Rings. So I'm quite looking forward to going back to that because it will almost be like reading it completely anew. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to So that's them. exciting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. So um, in terms of the characters of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. who do you feel that you... I don't know if... I was going to say who do you identify with, but... <laughs> There's not a lot of female characters, and I don't even know if you'd identify with them. What well, which characters do you like in Lord of the Rings? I suppose I could identify as any kind of hobbit. Um, yes, I could be mistaken. Well, as a I mean, hobbit. yeah, I mean, you're lazy. <laughs> you like to eat and drink. Mm-hmm. You're quite rowdy. You're very small. You've and got have... very hairy feet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to steal your punchline. <laughs> um, who do I identify? Um, well. My favourite, just, um, it's a toss-up between Sam, Samwise Gamgee and Aragorn. Um, right. However, I think probably I would identify mostly as um, Erwin. Um, right. Uh, just because she's kind of, um, obviously women don't go to the battles, they're kind of the ones that are meant to kind of hold the fort at home and stuff and she sneaks off. Um, to go and and fight in the battle and stuff, and obviously has a a major impact, um, when she's at um the battle. So um, yeah, I would say I identify as her. Been a, well, we've talked we've talked about you being a oh god yes yes you are very rebellious. Yeah. Um, well, we've I mean you've we've we've talked many times. You are, you know, you're a big fan of Jermaine Greer and <laughs> the feminist movement, <laughs> and I think Eowyn is. She is a good feminist icon, though. Yeah. And she does um, represent a lot of very positive parts of the, the the feminist movement. Yeah. And it's funny, though, I mean, I said this to you as well the other day, that in the books, she's the only, apart from Galadriel, who doesn't really do much, you know, they visit her house and she looks in the mirror for a bit. Yeah. Eowyn is the only female character that does anything in the three books. Right. Okay. Um, Liv Tyler's character Arwen is not in the books. She's mentioned in one paragraph at the end when it talks about Aragorn getting married after all the events. Right. But that's literally she's she's mentioned in one paragraph once. Right. But I think when they made the film, they decided that they kind of needed to diversify a wee bit because they obviously wanted to appeal to a female audience as well. Yeah. And if you don't have a female protagonist anywhere in the story, then uh, it wouldn't be very interesting. I mean, that whole section when Arwen you know, has Frodo on the horse. That doesn't happen in the book. Right. It's, I think it's Gandalf okay. that has him on the book, Madam, and it's Gandalf that casts the spell. No, that's not Arwen. Right, okay. Because you, that is one of your, because you told me you do a good impression of Arwen, that bit when she like, <laughs> when she's got Frodo on the horse yeah. and he's all, you know, 
spaced out on ring heroin. You, you know, and she shouts at the, the Black Riders. They're, no, um, they're like, give up the halfling she-elf. And what does she say? If you want him, come and claim him. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> See, when you told me you did an impression of her, I thought you were going to do the elvish stuff that she does. Oh, um, what is it? It goes again, like... That's what she goes, Nino, Nano, Nino, Nino, Nano, no, no. The bit when she summons the water up, I thought that's what you were going to do, like, Nino, Nano, no, no, Nino, Nano, no, no. I'll need to learn that. Do you know what I love as well, though? That, that Tolkien was, um, he was a linguist, and he, before he'd even written the books, he'd created the languages of, like, Elvish was a language that he created. Mm-hmm. So th- there was a, he actually wrote down, like, a whole series of words and dialects to be used um, by the Elvish people and some of the other species as well. I think that's that's one of the things I like about the books and the films. It's that world building, that sense of it's. I mean, obviously, it doesn't seem realistic to us because it's full of weird creatures, but it just it's a very believable world because everything has been thought of. Whether it's the food, whether it's the language, yeah. it all feels quite authentic. And I just I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm thinking you said Elvish, but is there not a kind of like type of like language in Mordor that they use as well that's a wee bit different to the kind of like Elvish. yes that's the the language that the ring is written in yeah one ring and it's similar know. yes and I can't remember that's again that's just hust, hust, or, 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 you know whatever it is Gandalf says yeah. it's similar to Arwadura I can remember I don't think yeah go on then do it but one ring to rule them all I thought you could do it in the Mordor speak. Oh, no. Oh. All right. I've just oh. done the translation. Um, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, bind them. I mean, do you know that off the top of your head, or are you reading that from the front of the book? No, I know that off the top of my head. That's good, because that that's exactly what it is in the book. I don't think it's... It's not in the front of my book. I've got it in front. No, I think it's quite near the beginning, though. When you like Before the book starts, I think there's a bit where it says that. It's fine. I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I know that you have a very um, photographic memory for all things Lord of the Rings related. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you like Aragorn and you like Eowyn. Why do you like Aragorn? Um, well, I should probably mention that I like Viggo Mortensen just right. um, playing Aragorn as well. Anyway, um, no, I like Aragorn. Um, I like that um, to begin with, he's kind of strayed from uh, mm. uh, his fate if you like, um, and as the the film goes on, um, he starts kind of accepting about who he was kind of born to be. I like yeah, that. I like that too. I like that. I... Um, yeah, as the film goes on, even like at the like the battle in the two towers, like at Helm's Deep, like you can see him like the leadership starting to come out in him. And, yeah. Um, even before then, like... actually, even in the fellowship, um, you can see the oh, leadership yeah. coming out in him, and he's just you can tell, and then. Um, yeah, and I like all the build up when he's arriving mm-hmm. back in Gondor and stuff to take his place on the throne. I just, I just, I, I think it's great. I love the fact that he's a bit. You think he's a bit shifty at first, the first time you watch it. Yeah, and it's the same in the book. You do, in the book especially, there's a lot more detail, but uh-huh. he just, you're not quite sure if he's a goodie or not. Yeah, um, even in the film, you see him just kind of like sitting with like a hood up and. Like they're like he's been watching you, Frodo, and stuff like that, and you're thinking, oh god, who's this guy? And even when he starts uh, speaking, you think 
something's not quite right about him. Um, because because he's an un, he's an unusual Vigo Mortensen is an unusual choice of actor because he's not your kind of classic leading man. You know, he's not mm-hmm. a kind of Tom Cruise or a Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's a quite unorthodox leading man. So you when you first meet him and the way he talks. You, you don't really know if he's a good guy or not. Obviously, if you've read the book, you do. Yeah. But for somebody watching the film for the first time, not knowing the story, you're not quite sure whose side he's on yep. at first anyway. Yeah. Um, I, just, I love Aragorn. Just love him. Um, probably the best fighter as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I like but that. But I think... Um, oh, go on. I like that. Um, and, well, I know it's the second book that Boromir... Um, dies but in the in the fellowship um the film um he doesn't really give aragon an easy time of it um mm-hmm. he's quite kind of um dismissive of him yeah. um b- b- returning as the king if you like um but in the end up um aragon i know he, he can't save him but he's trying to and stuff and he's just he's just a nice guy yes he he's just a nice guy and um, he is a nice guy and He's just kind of longing for Arwen as well. Um, even when uh, Eowyn um, is <laughs> offering herself to him. Um, yeah, definitely. He's, yeah, he's just a nice guy. He is a nice guy. He's very, I mean, because Boromir is slightly antithetical to that in that he's he has good intentions mm-hmm. and he wants the best for his kingdom, but he goes about it the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, in the, I would say reading the book as well, Boromir was one of my favourite characters because I think he's a very complex character. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, he's not the, the, the most noble of characters, obviously, because he betrays the fellowship and it's him that, well, in some ways it could be a positive, it's him that pushes Frodo and Sam away. Yeah. But I always liked, I every time I watch the film, I tear up when he does his redemption. See that bit when he saves Merry and oh Pippin? And he takes arrow after arrow. I just, I get so emotional. I'm actually, do I get goosebumps even talking about it now? Oh, actually, that I actually, that. Honestly, I just think because you know, you know, he's done a bad thing. He realizes he's done a bad thing, and he decides that he's going to make amends yeah. by trying to save Merry and Pippin from the Urukai. Yeah. And I just the fact that he's standing there with like six arrows sticking out of his chest, and he's still swinging his big sword away. I know. Um, I love, I love that. Yeah, bit. I really do. It's so sad, but he redeemed himself like in the best possible way. It's, it's great. Oh, but again, I don't know if that's him. just—I know I don't know if it's just because I like Sean Bean as well. Sean Bean seems like a decent guy, yeah, I like Sean Bean. and uh, I like Sean Bean. Sean Bean's one of these actors who dies in pretty much everything that he's in. That's a kind of a <laughs> yeah. joke that he does. Yeah. He dies in everything that he's in. Yeah. But um, no, he's he's really really good. And what about Gandalf? What's your take on Gandalf? Oh, legend. Legend. <laughs> um, my favorite Gandalf. Well, it was a favorite Gandalf, but it's but my favorite. Um, is when he's going in to see, see King Theoden, who's been like, his mind's been mm. poisoned by Saruman, and um, he's like, you have no power here, Gandalf the Grey, and he just like whips his cloak off, and he's Gandalf yeah. the White, it's just great. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love that bit. I also love the bit at the end of the Two Towers when um, the, the Battle of Helm's Deep's going on, and... Um, like the riders of Rohan and, and Gandalf oh, yeah. appear just when dawn, um, like is and Gandalf's horse because like, um, Shadowfax like goes up and you just see him at the top of the hill and everyone's looking up like, yay, Gandalf's here. <laughs> I know it's great. I mean, there are so many moments like that that make your hair stand yeah. up on the back of your neck. There are so many kind of uh-huh. quite euphoric moments. Yeah. Um, that would in other films might be a bit cheesy, but in in the Lord of the Rings films, they're they're really not. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, it has its cheesy moments. Of course. Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Legolas because <laughs> he does a lot of those, you know, like in the Battle of Helm's Deep, he slides down the stair on his shield. Yeah. There's a bit where he surfs down an elephant's tusk. <laughs> and it's just, you know, I think, unfortunately for him, the character of Legolas in the books as well doesn't really do much. Mm. He's not an important part of the fellowship really mm. apart from the fact that he's you know he's 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 an elf and he's fast and he's got good eyesight i mean it's him that tracks Merry and pippin yep. but he doesn't have a lot to do certainly not dialogue wise so they obviously decided when they were shooting the film we need to give him some cool action scenes otherwise nobody's gonna like legolas i mean i remember when the films came out all the girls absolutely adored legolas they all fancied yeah. him because orlando bloom was a bit of a hunk <laughs> but as a character he was he was a bit rubbish mm. I know. I like his friendship with Aragorn in the films and stuff. I, I like that. Oh yeah. Do you like the Do you like the banter between him and Gimli? Yeah, I do like that. Uh, just when you talked about like the I'm sliding down the elephant trunk and Gimli's like, that still only counts as one. <laughs> I mean that's that is funny. <laughs> yeah. And there's the bit when he says to to Gimli like, "Would you like a box?" And then Gimli does that funny laugh. <laughs> I like that bit too. <laughs> yeah. Would you like me to describe it to you? Yeah. Oh, it's classic. I, just, um, well, I was going to say when you said there's like loads of moments that make your kind of hair stand up and stuff. Like, what's your kind of number one moment like that if you've got one? I don't. You know, that's the thing. I mean, the bit, the bit that I remember the first time I saw the film at the cinema. The again, it's in the first film, but see the moment after Gandalf falls, mm-hmm. and you see the hobbits outside the minds of Moria mm-hmm. and they're all going to pieces that gets me every time I know it's a different thing again but it's it's. It, I always get very upset yeah seeing how angry and distraught the hobbits get mm-hmm. um, when, when Gandalf falls um, but I mean there are so many I mean I. it's funny the more we talk about it the more I realise there's so many characters I mean you mentioned King Theoden mm-hmm. I love him as well yeah, he's... once he's once, once he's been cured obviously by Gandalf but I like the guy that plays Theoden, Bernard Hill. Mm-hmm. He was the captain in Titanic. The Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, again, he's a he's a great actor. And that moment when he gives his speech before the battle at Helm's Deep, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. There's like some great stuff there. I love, um, um, can I near the start of Return of the King? And um, they've obviously had word that Gondor's like been attacked. And you can see King Theoden and he's kind of like, well, where was Gondor when when yeah, we yeah. needed help kind of thing and you're thinking oh god has he been a bit of kind of arsey here and then when the beacons get lit and Aragorn's like sprinting up and he's saying like Gondor's calling for aid and King Theoden just kind of just like silence and everyone's kind of pause like dramatically waiting to see his response and he's like and Rohan will answer I'm like yes yeah. come on <laughs> I love it <laughs> oh dear it's a football match <laughs> I just love no. that. I just love wee moments like that, and you're thinking, yes, like it's on, like, mm-hmm. aye, it's brilliant. One of the bits, one of the bits that again I find quite powerful, and I think, given the state of the world right now, mm-hmm. is when Sam at the end of the two towers oh. makes that speech oh, don't, don't. to Frodo. Oh. That bit is amazing. Uh, it's, um, uh, do you know that that's a bit that. I, that gets me emotional like just because it does kind of like resonate like with everything that's going on I think I shared it on my Facebook just uh, a few days ago um that speech um yeah I love Sam I think he's a kind of forgotten hero well that's the thing I mean without Sam 
the ring wouldn't have been destroyed. Yeah. Because Frodo, I mean, I'd, I'd, I like Elijah Wood and I like the character of Frodo to begin with, but by the, by the third film, he is just like a junkie mm-hmm. um, and he's obnoxious. He doesn't, he's dead selfish. He doesn't think about Sam's feelings. He's, mm-hmm. he's not a particularly likable character by the end. And if it weren't for Sam, I mean, again, that's another bit. The bit when Sam carries him up the side of the mountain, that's, that is really quite a powerful yeah. moment. Yeah, when he's like, I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can. But I can carry you. I know. Yeah, he's just like a forgotten hero. Like, what annoys me is that, I mean, you've got your mate with you, with your Frodo, you've got your mate with you that you've known for a very long time. He's helped you this far. Um, you've got him, and then you've got this wee kind of skulking, weird creature, and you choose him over your best mate. Like, that just, like, what? I, I can understand, like, the, the ring's obviously taking its toll on him and, and stuff like that, but. You would never pick Gollum over your best mate. No. You wouldn't pick Gollum over anyone. Exactly. No. Um, but then um, again, you could say Gollum's a kind of forgotten hero as well because, I mean, they wouldn't have got there without him. Um, no. And, I mean, I, I know, like, I, I mean, he's the one that bites the ring off Frodo's that's true. finger and, and stuff. Um, I know the book and the film different differentiate a wee, a wee bit um but that but like he helps as well um mm-hmm. and what i think the saddest part for me is that like at the end and like frodo's lying in the bed and he reunites with like the all the fellowship and then sam just kind of keeks in at the end and I they know. just look at each other with like the music playing and you can I tell know. frodo's maybe realizing in that moment like oh <laughs> um yeah sam's my favorite no. Yeah. No, I think Sam, I mean, he's definitely the most noble character yeah. and underrated character. I mean, another reason I know how much Sam means to you is that, you know, years ago, and you know where I'm going with this already, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> you were a bit obsessed with Rosie Cotton, <laughs> Sam's soon-to-be wife, or wife, by the end of the film, they are husband and wife and they've got little children. Yeah. You were obsessed with, with Rosie Cotton, weren't you? Yeah. Did you not create? Was it a Facebook or a Twitter profile? I think it was a Facebook page. It was a Facebook page. You did. You did your own Rosie Cotton, and when you posted as Rosie Cotton, <laughs> like say like things like "I wish Sam would hurry up and come home. He's been gone for pure ages." That kind of stuff. <laughs> Pub's not been the same without Sam. <laughs> oh, I mean, Can I just ask why you decided to do I, that? I wish I had a, an answer to that question. Um, that's probably the result of just me on a Friday night when I was like maybe like 14 or something just bored and mm. made a Facebook page I remember like putting like lives in Hobbiton and all that like works like works at the Green Dragon and stuff relationship status it's complicated, complicated. long distance he's in Mordor right now yeah can't believe I've been publicly outed for that on a podcast yeah go check the page missing, out. Quite entertaining. missing my Sam yeah. GBNF yeah um, oh dear yeah, Rosie Cotton. I just love like when like Frodo and Sam are lying together, like um, after they've destroyed the ring on like a wee bit of rock, whilst the mm. the lava and everything else is kind of surrounding them. Um, and he's just kind of like, oh, if I was ever to have married someone, it would have been her. Like, it's just so, mm. he's just so nice. Like, he's just a yes. he's a great guy. Yes, he is a good guy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else we've not mentioned in in the film. Because I think we've kind of gone through. What about, I mean, the other hobbits, what about Merry and Pippin? Yeah, I like them. They're kind of, especially Pippin, he's the kind of more comical one, isn't he? Um, he's kind of always up to no good. Um, no, I like them. I think they all, 
I like that um, as time goes on, they kind of realise how serious a situation it is they're in. Um, mm-hmm. Like, even in the, the Two Towers, um, and Pippin's kind of like, maybe we should go home, Mary, like, this we don't belong here and stuff. And um, he's like, we've got the Shire, and Mary's like, there won't be a Shire, Pippin. Mm-hmm. Like, th- yeah. th- it's more than this. Like, we, we need to do our part and help. And I think just in that moment, they kind of realise, like, that... Um, how serious it is. No, um, and obviously Mary plays a big part in when um, after King Theoden um, gets kind of mauled by um, the Witch King and it's That's um, right. and he stabs the Witch King in the back um, and gives mm-hmm. Eowyn a chance to go I am no man <laughs> 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 and take him out. Again, that sounds like your Arwen impression. Yeah, sorry. I'm kind of a bit... So do you do any other Lord of the Rings impressions? Do you know, Please don't ask me to do it now because I've not done it in so long. But when I was younger, um, I used to do kind of golem like forward slash. Oh, you told me this. Smeagol you told me you did a Smeagol impression. Yeah, but like I used to like do like the actions and stuff. I would be down on oh all fours and I would like crawl about the living room. Oh, um, that's creepy. Yeah, um, I had the obviously not the one <laughs> ring, um, but I had like a kind of like a copy of the ring um, and I used to like right. kind of kick about with this as well I was a total weirdo um, yeah. and I used to pretend to be Gollum and stuff and I would do like part by part and I would like jump like so <laughs> so like I would be like Gollum and I'd be saying like oh you don't have any friends and then I would jump and pretend I was Spiegel like I would literally do the full thing do the, do the voice well, say you don't have any friends and you're go on do it it won't be good though because I've not done it, it in like matter. 10 It'll years it funny though so, so what bit you don't have any friends? Yeah, just say that. Um, master's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your Armin voice again. <laughs> you don't have any friends. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like Zippy from Rainbow for older listeners, but yeah, that's good. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes you. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I used to be able to do it quite good. I'd need to practice it. I think it's one of these ones you do need to practice because it's quite kind of yeah. flamey. You need to like yeah, really like, work it out. I remember like hurting my throat and like wicked, tricksy, false. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, it's all right. It's not like it's on the internet for everyone to listen to. <laughs> and you know, like, because what we've been doing recently is I tend to cut like a bit of this out to put on like just like a wee video to put on Twitter and Facebook. I think I've decided which bit I'm going to do. Of course you have. So that even people that aren't going to listen to the podcast will get to hear you doing your Gollum impression. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that will bring the listeners in. It will. So are there any other impressions you do from uh, Lord of the Rings? Um, I'm trying to think. So can I run in short and like, female? Galadriel? Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to sound like <laughs> the way I have done it. Oh, the other ones. I'm not an impression. Do it. Stop. You make me laugh. Um. Instead of a dark lord, you'll have a queen. <laughs> you need to triple your voice, though, to do that, I don't know, you? I need, like, something like a microphone or something to do that. The bit that I always do an impression <laughs> of Galadriel is the bit when she sees, when she looks at Frodo, and she says something like, I know what it is you carry with you. <laughs> I know what you have seen. And she says it in this weird voice. <laughs> and it's bizarre because Kate Blanchett is an excellent actress. She is. But I would say she is actually the weakest link in that film in Fellowship of the Ring yeah. I mean I like that whole scene when they visit uh, Galadriel and her people but she's very wooden in the way she acts and I understand that elves are supposed to be like unemotional yeah. and they're, they're not meant to they're, they're meant to seem different from the uh, the human characters Yeah, but there's like she talks like this quite a lot you know uh, 
yeah. and I just find that a bit like when Frodo's looking in the mirror and then like he kind of mm. like jumps back after he's seen all the horrendous stuff in the mirror and she's just like I know what it is you saw yeah <laughs> I know what it is you've seen <laughs> Um, I mean, she sounds like a kind of health and safety supervisor on a yeah, website. Yeah. I know what it is you've seen. <laughs> um, and she just kind of pops up randomly, like during the films, like maybe like when, yeah. like, um, I think there's a bit in the Return of the King when Frodo's kind of crawling through Shelob's cave. Um, she kind of gives him a, a hand up. Um, mm. But yeah, um, she, I, she's not really like a big character in it, I would say. She doesn't really stand out. For me, um, I no. think the best female character is um, Eowyn. I think she, oh, I think she's absolutely brilliant. But that's like I said, that's because she's actually in the book, mm-hmm. and her part, as it is in the film, is the same in the book, mm-hmm. where she tries to like masquerade as being a man and she joins the the fight. Yeah, it's the same thing. So I mean, that's that's probably why that works so well, and maybe the other characters because Galadriel is a very minor character in the books. Yeah, and as I said to you, Arwen, Liv Tyler, is mentioned in one sentence in the books. Yeah. So they were characters that were kind of fleshed out to try and appeal to the, the female masses. Just, so when, oh, go on. No, just when you mentioned, um, like, you know, when, like, masking as, herself as that guy, um, just when uh, King Theoden and the rest of them show up at Gondor and he's doing his speech and he's kind of riding up and down and she's hiding her face and stuff and then, um, like, they all start, like, shouting, like, yeah! <laughs> and then she does it and so does we Mary and that's a moment that makes my hair stand up. Yeah, I like that too. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's funny, that's, it's amazing how, I mean, I, I get quite emotional about people shouting like that. There's a bit, I mean, it's, it's so stupid, but I think I can tell you this. There's a bit in the first film when they think the cave troll mm-hmm. has killed Frodo. Yeah. They have a cave, they have a cave troll, as Boromir <laughs> says, which I always think is really funny. <laughs> that sounds like it's from a different film where he just goes, they have a cave troll. It's, it's the, sarcastic sound. It's the way he like, kind of rolls his eyes. He's kind of like, I know, he looks annoyed. He's like, oh, fuck's sake, I've got a cave troll. <laughs> but it's the bit when they think Frodo's been killed by the cave troll mm-hmm. and Merry and Pippin just go, <laughs> that always gets, that makes, see right now, I've got goosebumps on my arm. Just think about that. I love that. Do you get goosebumps when um, Aragorn's kind of looking at like Sauron directly and you can hear him like whispering like, Aragorn. And yeah. then he just kind of, everyone's kind of looking at him because he kind of freezes for a minute and then he just turns around and he's like, Frodo. Yeah. I love that. And then <laughs> Mary and Pippin start running as well going, ah, and everyone overtakes him. I know. Because <laughs> they're so small. Yeah. I imagine you watch that and you're like, oh, this is like me at school sports. <laughs> oh, I just love it. Um, there's so it many is. moments like that. Oh, just before, like, I'm about to ask you what impressions you can do, by the way, but just before oh, that, um, see when Aragorn um, has been, he's taken to the throne and he's walking down and he's like, he's kind of nodding at everyone walking past, like you see like Faramir mm. and um, Amir and stuff, and he's like walking down and then he gets to the hobbits and they go to bow and he says, my friends, you bow to no one. And then at the yeah. whole of like Minas Tirith just bows down and the music starts playing. I'm like, oh my god, like I cry at that. Yeah, that that chokes me as well. Yeah, it's just so good. Mm. I hope people yes. listen to this, like maybe have the same sort of kind of like love and appreciation as we do. Otherwise, we're just going to sound like total creeps. <laughs> well, the thing is, the podcast's called "Don't Be a Knob," so we are being quite knobbish in our love for Lord of the Rings yeah. but I don't think I think it's a shame that people aren't more enthusiastic about the things they like <laughs> you know like the hobby, the hobbies they have mm-hmm. like I don't think I think people are ashamed 
of you know what it is that they're, they're interested I'm in. I'm not ashamed. And, no, you've 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 never been ashamed of your love of Lord of the Rings. No. Um, and I I'm this because I I mean I'm like this with Star Wars as well. I mean I would say Star Wars and Lord of the Rings are quite equal in my sort of field of passion, mm. but um, I I don't care. It really doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm so uncool that. I remember back in the days when people actually used CDs in their car. <laughs> One of my go-to CDs to have was the Fellowship of the Ring soundtrack. Love it. And I would and I would literally just listen to the the Shire music. So I'd be rolling through Largs with my window down, you know, yeah. outside the puggies, and all you'd hear was do 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 do. And I've got my I've got my arm in the you know hanging out the window like a rapper, and I'm listening to that. I've got a playlist on Spotify, and it's just like a string quartet of like all the Lord of the Rings. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. If yeah. I ever get married, um, I will be like the 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 kind of fellowship music will be on. Oh, like it's happening. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's happening. And just do you not think you'll, like you'll need to make sure? Well, you'll need to make sure Joe watches the film a few more times, and he won't appreciate it. Yeah, he'll be like, "Is that is that Barry Meerstein?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, do you not think like in West Kilbride, like down the Glen, um. Yes. Like, me and Joe were just out a walk the other day, and he's, he's probably looking at me going, fuck's sake, man. Um, like, walking down the glen, and I'm like, this kind of looks like you're kind of setting a Lord of the Rings. I got a wee bit excited, mm-hmm. a wee kind of spring in my step, and I kind of started jumping about and stuff. Like, um, I love it. Well, what we could do is, like, my dad's got a big black dog. He's got two black dogs, actually. What we could do is he walks them down the glen. Like you and I could go and sort of hide down an embankment when he walks past, because those embankments of the Glen look a bit like that bit of the they hide do. the Black Riders. You know, so I've got a picture of me, my mum, and my friend. Um, I think me and my friend might be only about eight or something. I've got a picture I need to send you, and we're sitting under one of the bits, and it looks exactly like the way the four Aww. hobbits are sitting with the the uh, Dark Rider um, kind of peeking down. Amazing. Yeah, love it. Anyway, give Aww. me some impressions. Oh, I don't know. I feel like you've done them all. <laughs> you've done all the good ones. Um, I mean, I don't really have. I mean, like you know, the Gandalf one's quite easy just to do. The a wizard is never late. Frodo Baggins, he arrives precisely when he means to. <laughs> you know. I'll give you. I'll. I'll start one off. How does this bit start? Um. Um. Yeah, I'll be Aragorn, and you can. You'll oh, know. God. You'll know when to come in. So. Um, who am I, tell me who I'm. Tell me who I'm being, so I know. What I'm, you'll know. What voice. You'll know when I say it. Oh, but I need to prepare my voice. Um, Legolas. Right, go on then. Um, oh God. So draw out Saruman's armies. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, I've had to do my yeah, bit. Is that yeah. it? All right. We could do it again. Do you do the Aragorn again? Um. Wait. So it's draw out Saruman's armies. Make everything in his path blind to them or something like that and then Legolas just zooms into shot and goes a diversion <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's pretty much his entire his whole dialogue from the third film a diversion oh, what is it Gimli says at that bit as well he's just like um, was it like um, small chance or like, small chance of um, success or like <laughs> High chance of yeah. death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are we waiting for? <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Do- I don't know. I was trying to think if I had an Aragorn impression, but his voice is kind of weird. His voice is weird. He kind of talks like this. Yeah, but then certain things he says and he goes in a kind of weird accent. 
Well, I mean, like, he is Scandinavian. He's got a kind of odd accent to begin with. But even like, when he's marching up to Blackgate and he's like, um, would the leader of the Black Land come forth? <laughs> and it's like, is, that fucking, is it Irish? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that bit, it's so weird. Well, do you know the funny thing about Viggo Mortensen was he wasn't cast as Aragon orig- originally. Right. He got brought on after the film had started filming. There was an Irish actor called Stuart Townsend who was originally supposed to play Aragon, and he dropped out. I can't remember if it was that they just thought he wasn't right for the part mm-hmm. or if something else came up for him, but they had to get someone else in at the last minute, and it was Viggo Mortensen. So we almost didn't have Viggo Mortensen. I'm so glad Aragon, which is... And do you know what? Ian McKellen wasn't their first pick to be Gandalf either. Really? Do you know who they were actually going to have as Gandalf? This is not a joke. This sounds like a joke. Yeah. Sean Connery. <laughs> Can you imagine how shite that would have been? I'm so glad they picked Sir Ian McKellen. That would have been terrible. A wizard has never laid Frodo Maggins. She yeah. arrives exactly when he means oh to. Oh, my God. No. Because, I mean, I, I quite like Sean Connery, but he's not, not versatile. No, and he's not Gandalf. <laughs> it would just... Because that's the thing. Ian McKellen is... He becomes Gandalf. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't... You don't go, oh, there's Ian McKellen playing Gandalf. You're like, well, he's just Gandalf. Yeah. Whereas with Sean Connery, they're like, oh, there's Sean Connery playing Gandalf. Yeah. I think... See, Aragorn, like, his character, like, my mum, I've never known my mum to, like, love anyone more. She right. she just thinks he's absolutely brilliant. I said to her, like, she also loves The Rock, like, Dwayne Johnson. I said to her the night, I said, mum, if you could only marry, like, one of them, like, Aragorn or The Rock, straight away, Aragorn. Oh. She absolutely loves him. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's a family thing, you both love him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, he's a good-looking man. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm, anyway, I'm I think, just happy talking about this. It just I know happy. it's great. I mean, I'm sure we've probably lost about ninety percent of the folk that all listen to this. Oh, fuck it. You know but what? Who but cares? You messaged me and it came through my phone as well. Some very sad news. Um, yes. Before we started the podcast, I'll, I'll let you tell. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people have seen it anyway, but yeah, it was about an hour before we started recording. My several of my news apps on my phone said that um, Ian Holm, the actor who played Bilbo in, obviously, the, Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings films. I mean, he, always, he also reprised the role in The, the Hobbit as well. Mm-hmm. Sadly passed away at the age of, I think it was 91? Uh, something like that, yeah, 91 or late 80s or, or something. But, I mean, he was... I mean, we didn't even mention Bilbo. Yeah. Because we're not... I mean, he's not that integral. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose he is, because it's him that finds the ring in the first place. Um, yeah. But... He was great as well in the film. He was. That end, and, uh, end when he's just like, I think I'm I quite know. ready for another adventure. Yeah, no, that's I like that. I love the bit as well when he's when they get to Rivendell oh. and you know he tries to snatch that the ring and his face goes all monster. Yeah, I didn't like that either. That because he's like because he looked a bit like my gran at that point. You know, like he was kind of like sort of wispy white hair. And he was wearing a cardigan. It was a bit like my gran. And then he just turns kind of slightly gold on me yeah. and he tries to snatch the ring. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was a great actor. He was in um he was in one of my favourite um films of the nineties, a film called A Life Less Ordinary. I don't know if you've seen I've that. Not, no. It's a Danny Boyle film that came right. it's the film that came after Train Spotting right. and The Beach. But no, it was after Train Spotting. And it's got Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz. But Ian Holm plays Cameron Diaz, his father, and he's really good in that. I need to get um, he was in The Fifth Element as well, which is a good, weird science fiction film uh-huh. with Bruce Willis. And I think he was in Chariots of Fire. Yeah. He was in a lot of good films, but he was 
great in Lord of the Rings. And I thought it's quite, I mean, we were planning to do this anyway. It just felt like that was quite a apt piece of news yeah. for us to be reacting to. So yeah. we can dedicate this episode to the memory of Ian Holm. Yeah, Sir Ian Holm. Sir Ian Holm. That's what I would have wanted. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've we said we would go no longer than forty, and we're now at forty-three minutes. So well done, us. <laughs> <laughs> this is the extended version. Yeah, I like that. I was. Oh, that's the last thing I was going to do. You, like, if you watch them, do you watch the normal versions or the extended versions of Lord of the Rings? So the other day when I watched them, it was just on Netflix, so it wasn't the extended versions. But right. I would prefer to watch the extended versions. Oh, do you not have access to them? No, I do. I haven't, but oh, it, was right. just, it was just, I was flipping through It's Netflix. a pain in the bum to get the DVD down, yeah, put it into the DVD I was player. I yeah. to Netflix and I thought, okay, I'll put this on. Um, nice. So obviously it's not the extended versions on there, but yeah, um, love both. Um, I, just, yeah. I think the extended version's just a wee bit better. Just, it's, it's more to watch, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of little details that you would miss out on if you didn't see them. Yep, definitely. Anyway, well, maybe in a few weeks' time we'll come back and talk about the book. Uh, we'll see how you're getting on with the book um, I mean obviously you might give up on the book and tell me that you hate it but you know no, I'll it could be it interesting go. I'll give it a go good but we'll, we'll come back next week with some other knobby people to talk about maybe do some politics or yeah. something else we'll just have to wait and see we'll see what the mood what mood takes us next week <laughs> anyway have you got any more meaningful quotes you want to do before we finish um, do you know Sam's quote from Two Towers well at the end yeah. Um, no. There's a lot of good left in this world, and it's worth fighting for. That's part of it, isn't it? Yeah. You want me to do the full thing? Oh no, because it's far too long. Yeah. I've got it here. I typed it out just in case. Go for it. But it's really, it's really long though. Just do like the last few bits then. Um, do you want me to do it in my Samwise voice, or do you want me to do it in my own voice? Um, it might be difficult to do it in my Samwise voice. Um, whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay. It's all wrong. By rights, I'm doing my Samwise. <laughs> it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. But we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was? when so much bad happened. But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in these stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't, because they were holding on to something. That what? there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Oh, there you go. That you was spoke good. On the end, that was. Good. <laughs> it would have been even better if I had said I hadn't typed out. I just knew that off the heart. <laughs> I would have been a bit concerned. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bit much. Oh, I love that. I was going to in the middle. I didn't want to ruin it, but I was going to be like, "Victory! We have victory!" <laughs> like that's in it as well. But... Or even better, you could just start going. <laughs> So, I mean, instead of me putting music at the end of this episode, it could just be you humming out. Maybe not. <laughs> you better not do that, actually, because we could probably get done for copyright. I've <laughs> already quoted half the film and now you're humming the music. <laughs> anyway, folks, thanks for listening. We will see you again next week. Yes, and we'll maybe have something a bit more 
um, suited to everyone. Um, yes, not just us. Yeah, being knobs. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. Bye, thank bye, you. everyone. Bye. Right. Bye, driver. <laughs> bye, driver. Can't keep a girlfriend. Can't keep a job. Ask yourself this simple question Are you a knob? Don't be a knob. Don't.